We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Hack It Out Golf Podcast. I have a problem, gentlemen. We've got Lou Stagner in the house and Scott. How are you both? I've got a problem I want to share with you. How are you both doing? I can't wait to hear what this problem is. Very (laughs) excited. I didn't sign up for problem solving. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little intro before we get stuck in. We're going to be talking today about ball speeds and how ball speeds are going up on PGA Tour, what that means. And is it a problem? Is distance really a problem for everybody? It's not a problem for you. I know that much. (laughs) (laughs) Right, guys, my problem. I've got some stats which come from Lou. He he posted this a while ago, but I think it's interesting stats. So in 2011, 10.1% of the players had a ball speed of 175 or more on the PGA Tour. And in 2019, that's now raised up to 20.6% have a ball speed of 175 or more on the PJ Tour. So in that time period, it's more than doubled. And at the moment, I can only see it going one way. And it did make me think it made me like, do we have a problem? Is it a huge issue if everyone on tour is bombing ball speeds of 175? If you can't get your tour card unless you have you show your one seven by five ball speed on a radar. I don't care what you shop. I just want to see the one seven five ball speed. Yeah, is it a problem? What do we think? It's an interesting raise, isn't it? It's quite a big jump from two thousand eleven to two thousand nineteen. Don't you think, Lou? Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a big jump, and I, I think there's so, a lot of factors in play with why it's uh, increased that much. Um, just the realization, the actual quantification of um of hitting it far and how important it is how important distance is strokes gained when brody came out with that end of you know 2009 ish with strokes gained putting and then it it grew from there Um, and as it became apparent how truly important distance was players started to learn and understand that and you see players swinging faster now and scott and i you know both both work with some younger players and and if you go to a college event, you will see college players just absolutely smashing the ball and not smashing the ball and hitting it all over the planet, smashing the ball and and keeping it in play really well. Um, And that's because they've grown up now over the last 
six, seven, eight years um, with uh, you know, the, the uh, information that tells them how important it is to hit it far. And so people are working on that. Combine that with the uh, increased focus on fitness and combine that with TrackMan, GC Quad, um, optimization of launch conditions, and you have a recipe for people swinging faster and, and hitting the ball harder. Yeah. And Scott, problem? Do you see it as a problem? I mean, that increase, I can't see that increase stopping. Should, why will, is why in, you know, 2030, is that not just going to be 35, 30%, maybe even more? What, what do you think? Is it a problem? No. <laughs> there you go. I love it. It's not a problem. So you can just well, you hug me out the dry. You know, it's a it's a problem for the players that swing slow. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's what it's a problem for. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, while y'all, I wouldn't really listen to the first part here because I was doing my uh, my stats the thought process here, and I went back to the first year that they've got uh, you know TrackMan data, you know Launch Monitor data, which is 2007. They didn't have confirmed driver registering back there, so it gets a little murky, but. Top club head speed was 124 in 2007. In 2014 was 126. So that's seven years. Another seven years, it's gone from 126 to 132. The first person under 116, 2007 was the 42nd place. 2014 was 51st place. 2021 was 72nd place. Those people averaging 110 or lower was 36% of the tour back in 07. 27% of the tour in in 14 and only 17% of the tour this year. Yeah. Like it's inevitable where it's going, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and I've got a couple guys that are winners on the tour that are 112, 113 that I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you to do, man, because I'd be pretty glad I've made 15 million already at 32. And I'd be trying to find some distance if you want to play out here much longer because You've just got to be doing everything perfect in order to, to get by giving up that much speed. And, you know, part, you know, it's launch monitors, it's understanding the, the, you know, Lou, you guys are talking about the actual math of scoring, like the cat's out of the bag and it's not going back in. And I do, I do not believe there's a distance problem on tour on tour. I was going to say in golf, but on tour, I don't either. It's, it's an exhibition. It's fun. I mean, who cares? <laughs> so an interesting, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, well, an interesting point then, and obviously I haven't got the numbers in front of me. So the next question would lead on to say, what actually is it achieving? So are we seeing a bigger gap forming, or are the slow ones simply just falling off the bottom end? Which was from what you're saying there, Scott. It sounds like the slow ones are literally just falling off the bottom end. Does that make any sense? What I'm saying. Well, so let's quicker. pretend in you know in 2000 and let's just say 1990 they hit the ball from 300 to 160 for argument's sake okay 40 yards difference between the longest and the shortest and then everyone else was in between and now let's say they hit the ball from 320 to 280 so it's still 40 yards it's just all moved on 40 yards are we seeing that or are we seeing that the it's not it's actually is it compressing does that make sense? Is it now there's only a 20 yard gap? I know there isn't. Well, that's what Does was, that make sense? What I'm asking. That's what I was referring to before we started recording. I do think it'll be interesting to see if the standard deviations get smaller, just meaning the Delta from the fastest to the slowest or the 30th percentile to the 70th percentile. 
I do think that'll shrink because as I've said, I, I do believe there is an upper limit on functionality of, of distance. Obviously I'm as pro hit it as far as you possibly can person on, on the planet, but I actually do believe there is some point of return where it's like, okay, dude, you're just not keeping it just because of how far the ball's going. You're not keeping it within a 60 yard wide zone enough to really ever profitably hit driver. And maybe then that just becomes, I don't know how hard it is. You see guys like Jamie Sidlowski and, and Kyle Berkshire. Thank you. Uh, you see those guys struggling to play real golf and it's because shutting that speed down is really difficult to do. And so there is a point where it's like, that's great to hit it 400, but are you keeping it in play enough? And then can you do enough with it from there? Just not because it's harder to hit those flop shots, but it's just hard to not be strong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. So uh, Lou, what do you think? Do you, my question, you know, is, is the gap, is it going to compress? Will the gap, you know, the gap between the performing average get smaller or will it stay at say for this fictional 40 yards that I've made up? Cause I don't know actually what it is, but it'll all just move up. So rather than it being, you know, 240 to 280, it'll go from 300 to 340. And we're now in a different place. We're just, everyone's further on. What, what do you think? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, it hasn't really compressed yet. Um, I put this out a, a while ago, and um, the longest players are, you know, generally uh, about nine and a half percent or so longer than players ranked 151 to 60 151 to 116 distance so the percentage difference between the longest and those players has been pretty consistent back to 1980 when we have data yeah and i looked at this in in five-year chunks and it's also been relatively consistent to um on the lpga as well looking at it the same way uh, but i agree with scott that there is, you know, we're, we're creeping up on that upper limit. And I think that upper limit is going to be somewhere in the, you know, mid upper one twenties. And I don't think you're going to be seeing too many players that are able to, you know, to have a game, uh, you know, gaming speed of, of above that. Um, 132 is flying. I know it's yeah. flying. Like yeah, yeah. I don't flying. think we're going to see too many Keeping players that in play is impossible. above that. Um, but I think the bottom end is going to start to close in on the top end for sure. Uh, I think over the Which next that, five to 10 years, it, it's going to be um, a huge difference at the bottom end. So at the slowest players, but right now there's a huge gap between the fastest players and the slowest players. Well, what and, is uh, it out of interest? I just put this up the 29 other day. Twenty nine miles an hour, technically. Yeah, from the no. The, so slowest. I looked at the ten. So, so this year in twenty twenty, in twenty twenty one, the ten fastest yards. players, uh, the average swing speed for the ten fastest players this year is one hundred and twenty four point eight miles an hour. So let's call it one twenty five. Yeah. 
And the average swing speed for the slowest 10 players on tour is 106.3. So 125 to 106. That is huge. That is an enormous. That's um, and just to give some context to that too, like obviously we've got some some older guys in there that aren't, you know, necessarily playing much. But in those numbers that Lou's quoting there, the bottom 10, we've got Kucher, Ryan Moore, Ches Reevy, Brendan Todd. We I mean, we got some guys that can play. Yeah, for sure. In yeah, those numbers. Sure. I can't believe Ryan Moore's that slow. Uh, when eight. people say Ryan Moore, I uh, when you said Ryan Moore, though, I remember seeing a tweet or I saw, you know, a PJ Tour post on Instagram with one of his drives, and is is I just couldn't believe what I was seeing the ball speed in the one teens. I was like, I've stood next to Ryan Moore at um, I followed him around at Augusta at a practice round. He was on his own playing, and not many people were watching him. Um, and we watched him, and I didn't really notice him being short because obviously it's. Around a course I've not played, obviously, unlike some others amongst us. Doesn't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to have a uh, in a practice round have a feel for how far anyone's actually hitting it, unless they're hitting it in an obscenely longer position. Um, I couldn't believe he because he's quite a stocky guy. He wasn't small, like he was small, but he wasn't. He was like chunky. I couldn't believe he was that um, he's that short because he's had an amazing career, isn't he? Is, he? is he still doing well now? I mean, he had a I don't know if he's still featuring much now. He was having an amazing time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in 106, he was saying he's 106. Is that what you just said? 108. 108. What, what did I just say? That's slower than me, Lou. Yeah, that's, that's really that's slow. Hey. It's so slow. You're going backwards. It's that slow. Gee. Q school apps can still get in there. Yeah, absolutely. So we're not seeing the gap shorten at the minute because obviously if the gap does shrink, let's say it does compress, you could argue that then that's going to be a bit of a shame for golf in some Why? ways, would it not? I don't think so. I mean, no, speed I'm, what is I'm a saying, skill. Sorry, what I'm saying is you could you could argue. I'm not saying that's my my opinion. I'm saying you could see how some people would be able to say, "Well, I don't want that to happen." That I, I like watching Ryan Moore at 108 competing with Rory swinging at 125. Um, you could you could see how people would argue that is my question. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm saying surely you could see how people would think that. No, uh, sure. I mean, people argue a lot of things. It doesn't mean they're co correct. I mean, distance has always been an advantage. Yeah. Uh, going yep. back to 1980, when we first have data on distance, distance is a huge advantage. Uh, the average money rank of the of the 10 longest players back in 1980 was 65. So the 10 longest players back in 1980, their average money rank was 65. This year, the average money rank of the 10 longest players is 77. Oh, interesting, huh? It's a little bit higher. But if you look at the average money rank of the 10 shortest players, um, it, it, it's, it's always been a, it's been a disadvantage to be short. Yeah. Uh, the biggest disadvantage to being short actually was in the 90s. Yeah, I've like seen 1990 that. to 2000. That's on um, the distance the insight, big... isn't it? The distance insight uh, said it was something like not the, the two, uh, 1990 or something where distance had its most value at 0 0.034 per shot extra. I think I've got a slide of it somewhere. Yeah, so, but you know, overall, there's a, probably a lot of different ways you can look at it. Distance has always been an advantage; it always will be. And um, if the gap closes, 
um, speed is a skill and people that have the ability to move the club faster and keep the ball in play, that is a skill and that should be rewarded. And I think that's the direction that we're going and, and, I'd love to. And it's still a barrier to entry. It's not like everybody in the world can swing at 125 and keep it in control. It's not like that's easy to do. I mean, Rory swings at 125. Like it's not just a given sure. that you go swing fast and ball stay in play and you score low. Like that is definitely not a given, but it will definitely be a given that it's a a like just pre-requirement to to getting out there to some extent so if everyone can fly then flying's not exciting anymore then is it well superman you still have to be able to fly to get into superman is battling superman yeah but you still have to be able to fly in order to get into superman's zone into into his undercrackers yeah yeah i mean it's (laughs) It's, it's, you know, you're just going to have to bomb it. Yeah, like, but you see my point, uh, what I'm saying, oh, yeah. as in, so I've got a Tesla and Teslas are hilarious because they're like not the 60 super quick and they're not changing gears. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a golf cart on steroids. And I got my Tesla three years ago, almost now, two years ago, whatever it is. I've lost track of time with all pandemics and stuff. Um, and you stop at lights and it's fun. Like, you, you know, you get someone next to you and, you know, they think they've got a car that goes X speed and I'm not even in the cars, but you just know that like they're hundred yards back in your mirror because it just does fly. But what I've seen in the last two years is more and more Teslas hitting the road in Devon where I live. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I pulled up against the lights where I go to work last, like, I don't know, two months ago, and a guy had an electric jag. I didn't know it was an electric jag. It was uh, one of these, like, jeepy ones. I just saw a jeep. And I could see he was, like, almost nodding to me. So I thought, okay, we'll have a little play. We didn't go over the speed limit. It was on a motorway. You join a motorway. So how quick can you get to 70? And we went literally at the same speed. Like we, and then I looked his car up when I got, and we kind of nodded to each other and giggled and he like backed off, went off. And I looked at his car and it is exactly the same speed as mine, but it just made me think if everyone at the lights has that power, then this isn't different anymore. It's like, it's just the, the fun. Norm. The cat's out of the bag now. It's not as fun anymore. Yeah, but that's <laughs> like, not catch, well, hold on. You're not catching anyone by surprise now. That's like, that's like saying, you know, if you, if you rewind to the eighties, yeah. uh, there was hardly anyone working out. Fitness was not really a thing on tour. It's yeah. a big part of tour right now. That's like saying, well, it's not really fair anymore. Uh, it's all the same. Everyone is into fitness now on tour. Everyone's working out. They're watching what they eat. They don't finish around a golf and go to the bar and suck down 12 beers and a couple of cheeseburgers <laughs> yeah. and wake up the next morning for round two of, of, you know, the Memorial. Yeah. Um, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just inevitable, isn't it? I guess it's just, it just is, if there is an advantage to be had, if the game is open to enough people, who's not going to take the advantage isn't it i mean it's, sure. just, it's only ever going to go one way i mean there are more teslas on the road because the one i've got is much cheaper than the more expensive one it's just inevitable if they were 
10 pounds each there would be loads more of them it's just kind of i guess where it will go i'm not saying it is a good or bad thing i'm just throwing in the old devil's advocate ideas because you do know there will be people who say i like to see an array of distances or an array of skills tested that kind of discussion is one that people Uh, i don't care (laughs) i just i just sit here (laughs) i just sit here and look at this thing and i've played obviously a a little bit of golf with will zalatoris maybe you've heard and you played augusta scott (laughs) <laughs> that guy hits it so far it's ridiculous yeah and he's in here at 119 in his club head speed at 31st place in, in club head speed and i'm like i just i can't believe there's that many people that just bomb it and then if he's at 118.9 and 31st we've got to go back you know another 30 spots before we get another mile and a half an hour slower than that like there's a rounding error between 15th and 60th place yeah. where they just all bomb it. I really will, like what I was saying earlier, the standard deviations of distance of, of club head speed. I really will be interested to see, and I hope we've got clean enough data from back in, in the early 2010s to, to see if it tightens up much because these guys are going to, I mean, they're just all swinging it so fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I want to, I want to bring up one. So distance is important. We talk about that a lot. Um, I tweet about it a lot, um, but uh, I want to share a story from today. I, I got a couple of text messages today from a guy that I know a bit. And um, he reached out to me and said, Hey, how did you gain so much distance? What plan did you follow? What did you do? And I've never played golf with him, but I know a little bit about his game. And I was like, that's an odd question coming from this guy. And here's why. So I texted him back and said, Hey, what's your swing speed? And he's like, ah, I'm like 109 to 113 ish. I'm like, eh, it's pretty fast. Yeah. But you know, that that's uh, you know, tour ish level speed. It's certainly faster than the typical scratch player. And then my next question after he, after he told me what his uh, swing speed was, I said, what's your index? And he responded back 14.5. And, and I, I told him this, you don't need to be chasing speed. Right. So, so as much as speed is really important, um, if you are somebody that's swinging really fast and you're carrying a mid or higher index, like this guy, you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't be chasing more speed. I'm going to kind of turn that over to the swing coach here, but that's my rookie opinion on no, you're dead a, right. a guy like that. Yeah, dead right. I mean, a couple of points there, but I used to play in a lot of uh, what we call county matches. So, you know, kind of into counties, um, you know, I guess almost like Texas playing wherever. Um, and I wasn't the longest player, but I used to get decent, decent results. I was a decent player so I could compete. And I used to always put the foot in with the people who were knocking it past me that I would shake their hand three and two or whatever on the last saying, just imagine about how many I would have won by if I was playing your approach shots. <laughs> they, they never used to like that one. <laughs> it's similar to what you're saying with the students. I used to get students come to me, you know, they want to play better, good players at it further. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to, get on the par fives and two or whatever you know they hit some shots and they're carrying it like 260 to 280 uh, and i used to just say to them like just that box is ticked off a 16 handicap like you've got other boxes that need ticking well and also I, I as well a... sorry for club golf certainly in the uk what i used to say to students often with club golf club golf is about being as boring as you can be 
they used to think it was about being as exciting as you could be because they're watching Tiger and he's fist pumping. It's exciting. And I used to say to him, for you guys, you know, 10 and 12 and 5 and 15 and 17, if you were more boring, actually making less mistakes, that's how you'll win and get your name up on those honours board and get your, we get credit in our pro shop and stuff. If you win medals at a club, I'm sure you might get the same. Um, Mark, I should get you a decade account. We could teach you some interesting stuff about how the best players on the PGA Tour actually keep it quite boring as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Boom. But I mean, <laughs> I remember saying, and what was so always so interesting with those students is it, I had to sell it so hard because they, they didn't want to be boring. They wanted to be Tiger Woods. They wanted to be... And I used to say to them, look, if you come to me saying that you want to get in the open, well, we can't be boring. You're not good enough. You're going to have to be exciting and long and you're going to have to use that distance and then be boring with it. You know, you're going, you can't turn that off or calm that down. If you just want to win a few monthly medals, get your handicap cut into single figures, just stop it over the fence. Like stop it well, over the fence. I think it's a pretty clean analogy of just saying those old video games back in the day, and I'm sure they're still like it now, but like an old Grand Prix game where every good finish, you would get a certain amount of points for engine and tires and mm -hmm. handling. And there'd be just some point where you can't max out your engine to 10 and you haven't addressed handling or tires yet. Like it, you can't keep it on the ground on a single curve. I mean, there's definitely a point where like, you know, lose guys swinging one tennis and he's, a 15 like we don't need to add more engine to this yeah, thing right now no. let's get some tires on and see what happens <laughs> yeah that's a great way to put it yeah absolutely but there you go i mean it's kind of inevitable where it's going it'll be interesting to see what percentage will be 175 plus as as the as the years go on and last point just to finish we do have bryson at the moment i think entering a long drive competition there's i'm sure i'm pretty sure i've seen posts of him saying he's going to give it another big push over the off season as well trying to push for extra distance um lou are you not going to enter this long drive competition as well i thought you because you are the poster boy for long drive i don't know if bryson realizes you are actually the poster boy not, i do not believe i would stand a chance just chance against those guys the, the guy they... who was asking you about your long drive how did he know about it through this podcast or just because you knows you and you chat um a little bit of both yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit of both another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. There's a bit of a social media sensation. Maybe you should give him a follow on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he tweets quite a bit about finding distance. Uh, um, I don't think I, I would not stand a chance against any of those guys ever. It just would never happen. Uh, like uh, my my best drive would be would be their worst drive. It would be something that they, they oh, wouldn't be that. almost at the, on the hosel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't even be that. Yeah. I so, did this back in, it, I, it was either 99 to 2002, yeah. somewhere in there. And I, again, I really did blow it past everybody in the Hooters tour and mini tour golf. Like I was super long and the, the, the news one day, like the newspaper, it said that the world long driving championships were over at Haney's place. And one of my buddies like, you should go over there. And I'm like, 
why not? I bomb it. I mean, I know these guys hit it long, but I'm going to go over there. I drove over to Hank Haney's range and I'll never forget. Literally, I got out and I was ready to rock. Like I knew I had no chance, but I just wanted to see what would happen. And the first guy I see literally looked like a steel mill worker, just these arms that were ridiculous. And he gets one in play and it was about 360. It's just this crappy range. It was all carry. And it's like, huh? And they were just all over the place except for one that he caught. And I got up there and six for six, right down the middle, about 315, 320. And it was like, yep, I'm going to go back to playing golf. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It'll be Not interesting to see how Bryson does because he's posted some videos where he's he's gotten over oh, 210 ball speed, right? Yeah. I think he's gotten over 215. Um, what is what does a guy like Berkshire throw up? Is it too two, low 220s? Like, yeah, 220 is. I, I think in the article I read, uh, Highest ball speed of 228.5. Um, his highest, his <laughs> Berkshire's highest recorded swing speed, highest recorded swing speed is 152.6. What machine that is that? Is, do you know? What's that? I think do you know Bryson's what machine that was? I have I no think idea Bryson's what hit 150. Was. Bryson's hit 150 swing speed. I don't think I, he's I think hit that so. fast. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's hit that fast. I, I know, know he's hit like crazy, 215 but... ball speed. I saw the one video where he hit 215, I think. So if he gets one in play at 210, 215, I think he could be competitive. I don't think he's going to he's gonna win, but I think he, he has the chops to not embarrass himself. Whereas if somebody like me showed up, I would embarrass myself. Um, and he Mark, struggled. if you showed up, he, yeah. it would be I've taken horrible. Jamie Sadlowski on, so don't worry about that. I've embarrassed myself <laughs> plenty with the old long drives. Um, it's quite interesting because so Bryson's he won't embarrass himself in long drive, but he's not afraid to embarrass himself on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> oh, come on, let's not pick on Bryson. He's just Bryson. a quick Google right here come said he was one forty five. He says he's 145 plus in this golf article that I just found. Yeah. Here. So he definitely has the chops to, to move it for sure. If he catches and, one. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what he does, uh, what he does out there. That'll be fun. It's and what is it? It's, like at the end, it's right around the Ryder the, cup, isn't it? It's the day after the Ryder cup. Yeah. That's why everybody so in was Europe, all in then, play. It? Yeah. It's, it's in Europe, is it? Oh no. Cause Ryder no. cup's in America, isn't it? Cup's it's in, in Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, you're right. Ryder it's the day after Nevada. the Ryder cup ends. Yeah. And that's why everybody's up in arms about it. It's like, it's the day after who cares. I want to see him do some speed training, like long drive prep speed training on the range at whistling straights. (laughs) See him, see him out there with some speed stick swings and my rope rope towel. (laughs) Classic. That would be awesome. There we go. Because, um, I mean, he's certainly going to push the top end on tour up, isn't he? And if he pushes the top end on tour up again, then that bottom end is just going to have to jump up again, isn't it? I mean, that's that's what we're kind of yeah, doing. I mean, he's I, I just think... going to keep making that bottom half disappear so here's my, and try harder. Well, here's my prediction. Right now, the slowest 10 players on tour swing 106.3. I think in six years, yeah. so I'll say five to seven years' time, I think that jumps up to like 109 to 110. Yeah, 110. Like I, I think the slowest 10 players will be above 110 in five to yes. seven years. Yeah. Well, the thing that's frustrating to me, honestly, and I know we're going on uh, here, but the thing that is frustrating to me is I threw out on Twitter something about, you know, get your ass out of bed and yeah, lift something that. heavy. Yeah. And yeah. Mike Clayton, I mean, again, I like Clayton, and I do think that he knows he's full of it on these. Again, hey, Clayton, I love you, but 
he's talking about the equipment crowd doesn't explain it away in a certain way because uh, 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 Charlie Hoffman put on three miles an hour of club head speed year over year at the age of 44. And I was like, how does the equipment, it's the equipment crowd going to explain this? And he's like, we don't, but the big jump was 20 years ago. And I just said, that's not true. The equipment crowd believes that changes are made or gains are made every single year, but there hasn't been a material gain due to technology this century. And Clayton replies to that saying no material gain, 1999 versus 2021 showing the, the driving distance. And I'm like, stop quoting driving distance. They should take it off the internet because he posts 1999 driving distance that has Tiger Woods hitting at 293, Harrison Frazier hitting at 290. I played a lot of golf. Harrison's my exact same age. I played a lot of golf with growing Harrison growing up. We're friends. He carried it 305, 310 in 1999. I know because I played a lot of golf with him in 1999. And yet his average driving distance was 290. Like that's not how far he hit driver. And I do think it's an extremely disingenuous argument to say here's how far they hit it back then like no those were drivers and three woods and even long irons mickelson's at 285 you think phil mickelson hit at 285 in 1999 like that's absurd to even quote that and that's why we can't get anywhere no offense clates but stop quoting that stuff it's a joke and then the exact same six people like it in under three minutes <laughs> <laughs> Scott, put the phone down. I've told you to stop. Hey, I've told my you. tweets are down 40% in the last <laughs> yeah, 28 days. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing good. 40%. And that was already down from before. So. It just gone up another 10% because of that last <sighs> tweet that you can't put down. Yeah. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. How do you reckon Bryson will get up in a long drive competition? And where do you think the bottom end of driving distances or club head speeds will be in five to seven years. I think uh, Lou was quoting there around 110. I would have to agree with him. Uh, just one last quick question. Actually, I've got a que- I know we're going on, but just one quick question before we finish. Um, the people who are down at 110, let's say 110 is the bottom or 106. Do you reckon they're swinging at 106 because that's what they feel comfortable at and they've got the potential to swing faster? Or do you think that's them flat out? Just quickly, just I know it's probably not an easy quick question. You're talking tour pros. So the tour pros who are swinging down at 106. So we're quoting 108 for um, what's his face we were talking about earlier. The guy watched around Augusta. Ryan Moore, was it? Yeah. like he's big and stocky. You're not telling me he can't swing it faster than 108 if he wants. He's just being measured at 108. So do you see what my point is? How much of I don't how know, much of Ryan's that got an interesting swing. He has. He's a he's a whirling dervish, but he, he isn't not a strong guy. I mean, just because he's got an interesting swing, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you know. Lots of people grew up trying to hit fairway, be like Faldo, and you know, plod it around yeah. and think it. How much of it is intention? I wonder compared to them. I mean, I think I think there's some of it that's intention. Like you know, um, Brendan Todd, he's he's like six foot two, six foot yeah, three. Like yeah. he's he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he weighs a whole lot. I, I only think he's a 170 pound kind of guy. I think. Um, but he's one of the shortest guys on tour. Um, and could a guy who's six foot three swing the club a little bit faster? Probably. Um, so I, I have to imagine there's some guys that, um, they're panic stations, aren't they? They can't let it go. They know. know. I I just think that that's their game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he feels comfortable hitting a ton of fairways and that's the style of game. He, he has decided to play. 
Um, and I've seen some of the tweets by his coach, uh, Bradley Hughes, and I think he's in that same opinion. I haven't. He has me blocked. Um, there you go. <laughs> I, he, I think he's in that same school of thought where, you know, find fairways and, and keep it in play. And that's just unfortunately not the most optimal way to score. No, there we go. But it's so interesting because it's hard to tell a guy like him you're doing it wrong when he's done as well as he has. But honestly, I don't know how well he's done throughout his career. Maybe he's just had a super hot year here where he won a whole bunch. I really have no idea. Yeah, I, I just look at a guy like Ryan Moore, and I think he's so interesting because I do think he could hit it further. And I think Ryan Moore is probably a guy that back when he turned pro was full of fire, and I'm going to be number one in the world. And then a few years into it, I just think he's like, you know what? I got a pretty good gig here. He's made $32 million. Yeah. He's 38. Yeah. He's like, I can just kind of print money and not, nobody knows who I am yeah. at all. I'm just totally nondescript. And I can go to my restaurant. And I can walk down and- the road. I can sit on the beach and people don't ask me and I'm a millionaire. So I'm doing all right. Thanks. <laughs> you wouldn't know if Ryan Moore was sitting next to you at Star. I wouldn't know if Ryan Moore was sitting next to me at Starbucks. Yes. I would. I'm a and big I, Ryan Moore I fan. I would as well. I'm just a huge I followed, Ryan Moore fan. I followed him twice at Augusta. Just like the one year we, he was the one when we turned up, he was like going off down 10 on his own. No, and follow him so i was never good at following the bigger ones because the crowds just do my head in like i'm yeah. surrounded by people oh i'll follow ryan more for a bit and then the next year we went back got there just arrived different you know on the wednesday or on the monday or the different day from the year before on the 10th who's coming around oh are we gonna watch this oh, it's ryan more again on his own <laughs> on his own both times just playing along i, I thought oh, i'll watch ryan more again because he's pretty neat and was keeping it in play and looked pretty cool um but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. And that's probably why I am actually more educated on him than Brendan Todd, because every time I go out to a tour event, I see Ryan, I'm like, the guy's just walking around in his loafers. He's just like, he walks out of his car, hoodie loafers, plays his round. Like I've literally was staying at the same hotel as him a couple years ago at Riviera. And I saw him finish. And then he literally just comes walking through the lobby an hour and a half later in the exact same clothes. I'm like, dude, doesn't even have to hit his locker. Yeah, like, yeah I love it. Just straight There you go. There's just... the answer, Lou. 108, make millions and then chill out. You've got it wrong, bro. You're swinging too fast. I'm swinging too fast. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, leave stars down below if you enjoyed the podcast and leave a review for us. And again, if you've got anything you want us to talk about, do hit us up on our social channels or even post a comment down below. Thanks for listening.